Good morning. I have just a couple announcements before we begin our worship. Um, I will be out of town this uh, Thursday through Saturday, so if you have any pastoral needs, please feel free to contact the church office and we'll help you out. Also, for our first and second year confirmation uh, class, we are having confirmation tomorrow evening, but there's an event occurring in the Undercroft, so I'll have all the confirmants meet me in the large conference room downstairs. Also, following our second service today, we're having our quarterly voters meeting, also with a light luncheon, so if you're able to come, that would be greatly appreciated. Our first reading for this, the fourth Sunday of Easter, is from the second chapter of Acts. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the second chapter of 1 Peter. This is a gracious thing when, mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if, when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. 
All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus said, I am the door. And Jesus said such wonderful things about being the door. He said, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. It really is wonderful that Jesus is the door. Jesus opens himself and gives life to anyone who comes through him. So if Jesus is the door, And if Jesus freely gives such wonderful things, then why do so many people choose not to go through that door? Jesus said there are thieves and robbers in this world. Actually, he warned us there are thieves and robbers in this world. There are people and religions all around us They want to take for themselves what Jesus freely gives. You'll see it. You probably already have. In fact, I think a lot of people around us act like they themselves are judge, jury, and executioner when it comes to heaven. Plenty of people think they know who should go to heaven and they know who should go to hell. As if they themselves are the door that opens and closes to others. Sadly, we may even act this way ourselves sometimes. We can easily forget Jesus is the door. We are not the door. There are entire religions out there that try to act like the thieves and robbers that Jesus warned us about. Entire religions will tell you there is some kind of everlasting life for anyone and everyone, no matter what you believe or what you worship. Jesus called these religions thieves and robbers. They try to take what Jesus and Jesus alone can freely give. Jesus is the door. And Jesus opens himself and gives such wonderful things to whomever comes through him. Every person in the world should be running to this door, running to Jesus, to know that they can have eternal life. But people don't come running. And it happens a lot. In fact, just a few weeks ago, I heard about a church body that was offering a conference just a couple hours east of here. It was for Earth Day, and they were sponsoring an interfaith worship service. So this meant a Christian church was going to worship with Jews and Muslims. They invited faith leaders who were Buddhist to come and worship with them. And also invited a couple other religions. I actually had to look up 
to remember what they were and what they believed. This interfaith gathering had no intention of going through the door of Jesus. When it came to forgiveness of sins, these religions would say there is no need to go through Jesus. Some don't even believe there is such a thing as sin. Other religions believe you are basically a God. So you do whatever you want with your life. Jesus called them thieves and robbers. They're trying to take the forgiveness of sins without ever walking through the door of Jesus. But when it came to life after death, this interfaith service had no need to go through the door of Jesus. Some of them would deny there is anything after we die. Others would try and say, when you die, you'll simply become something else, like another person, or an animal, or maybe even an insect. Jesus called them thieves and robbers. They were trying to take eternal life, while Jesus, the door, is freely giving it to everyone. During this interfaith Earth Day service, this group of different religions did not come together to recognize that Jesus will come again and Jesus will judge the heavens and the earth. No, not one religion in this group likes to talk about pesky things like hell. For them, it's just so much easier to put blinders on their eyes and hearts and Live however they want. Even though Jesus is the door that has provided us a very safe passage away from hell. These groups want to try and get rid of hell by just ignoring it. In the end, it's very sad. One day when Jesus returns, and he will return, they will all realize the terrible mistake they made. But on that day, it will just be too late. Jesus is the door. Jesus is literally standing there for all of us and opening the way. He holds the door open for the forgiveness of sins through the opening in his hands and his side and his crucifixion. Through that crucifixion, Jesus is welcoming everyone to walk through and believe he really did die for all of our sins. We can walk through that or we can walk away from that. Your choice. When it comes to everlasting life, Jesus is literally the door. On Easter morning, he pushed that boulder back forever. Jesus is the door between life and death, and he has forever opened it up, all for you. And he's standing there on Easter morning, inviting you to walk into eternal life with him. A precious gift for all of us. So many religions and people try to take eternal life. By themselves, they try to go around Jesus or go over Jesus. But why? He is the door. 
He is standing there propping eternal life open for all of us by pushing the boulder of death off of his tomb forever. And when Jesus does that, he cracks the lid off of every casket. He pries open the lid of every urn. On Easter morning, his opening of the tomb wasn't just for him. The open tomb was for you. So many people will try and not go through the door, not go through Jesus. Be careful you don't follow them. It can be very easy for all of us to slip into ways that could also turn us into thieves and robbers, like everyone else outside the Christian church. There's one door And that door is through Jesus and only Jesus. There's one door for the forgiveness of sins. The door is not through our own efforts. That door is not open when we just ignore our sins. The door to forgiveness is open to you solely through the wounds of Jesus. I hope we all enter that narrow door because when we do, We are truly forgiven of everything. There's one door to eternal life. Other religions and philosophies will try and tell you they also offer doors to some eternal life. But that's just not true. There's one door to heaven. Jesus is that door. Jesus is the only one who has risen from the dead Never to die again. That's why there's no heaven apart from Jesus. And as we enter through him, we will share in that eternal life as well. Jesus gave a wonderful promise to you today that I hope you always cherish. Jesus said this, I am the door and I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. And that promise is for you. Jesus is the door, the only door. And this door to eternal life is wide open. And Jesus is standing there, inviting everyone to enter into forgiveness through him and to have life in him and to enter heaven itself through him. There will always be liars in this world. Jesus calls them Thieves and robbers. But I always find that the great thing about liars is this. You don't have to listen to them. During this season of Easter, we continue to celebrate the truthful, amazing things that Jesus has done for us. And there is nothing greater Jesus has done than being the door to everlasting life. Jesus has risen from the dead, and he has done that for you. Jesus rose from the dead to prop open the door to everlasting life and to hold it open, all for you. By the nail marks in his hands, he's pushing the boulder aside, holding open the door to everlasting life for all of us through his own body and blood. This is something We should speak to everyone about. We should be willing to share this good news with whomever will listen. 
We should make sure every child hears it and every family member we have knows the hope that we hold inside of us this Easter season. Jesus is the door and he is opening himself for anyone and everyone to have eternal life through him. And we do. We all do have life in him. Because he is the only door to everlasting life. And it's open for you. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.